It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutter. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong, joins us. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Going great. Going to be 80, sunny, sending all that good weather. Down I-70 from Indianapolis through Dayton into Columbus. Let's do it, guys. I say this once a year. Mr. Bucknut says if the weather was like this every day in Dayton, there would be 3 million people living here. This just in, there aren't 3 million people living here. Lots going on in college football, lots going on around the Buckeyes. We are actually going to talk about recruiting today so that we can keep the tears out of our coffee. And let's start with a name that's been talked about ad nauseum. Steve, give us the latest on Emeka Egbuka, the top receiver in the class of 2021. Well, as many of you know by now, if you've been keeping up on 24-7 sports and buck nuts, the Sooner Summit is this week uh, at Oklahoma, planned by Caleb Williams, their five-star quarterback commit. Several Oklahoma uh, commits and targets expected to be in Norman. Emeka Igbuka was a prospect that they were trying to get there for that. Uh, he is not visiting Oklahoma this weekend uh, with all those prospects, um, which if you're Ohio State or or the other schools pushing Washington and, and Clemson. You, fuck, who cares about Washington and Clemson? Three, two, one. And if you're Ohio State, you, you feel good about that because, yeah, obviously that would have been an opportunity for Oklahoma to make a move. Maybe Igbuka still visits Oklahoma down the road. It's a program he's definitely intrigued by for a lot of the reasons why he likes Ohio State. Uh, but without that visit, I still really like Ohio State. Uh, in this recruitment from the relationship uh, with Brian Hartline, Ryan Day, to uh, the player development, to uh, the scheme, and to everything Ohio State's pitching uh, uh, regarding their program. I, I, they continue to be in the driver's seat. Um, you know, Washington and, and Clemson and Oklahoma rounding out the contenders. But everything I'm hearing still points to Ohio State being in a good spot. Um, I think that the next thing for Emeka is he's waiting to see if visits will be wiped off the table. I think we can all make an educated guess and say there will be no official visits, but uh, there are prospects that are still hopeful and aren't going to be rushed into making a decision until they know for sure on that stance. And I think Emeka is one of them. And so uh, I think the next domino in his recruitment will be, are there officials? Are there not going to be officials? And then uh, we'll see a decision. Has Emeka made it clear when he plans to make a decision? I mean, he's been a, a young man that's always wanted to go through the process and, and take his officials and get back to Ohio State and get out to places he hasn't seen. And 
I, I'm sure that, or, or I would imagine that they know that that possibility is, is very small, but I think that they're still hopeful that, that there is an opportunity to do that uh, before making a decision. You have crystal balled Emeka Egbuka to Ohio State, and that's a good thing. You were the first to crystal ball Dasan McCullough, class of 2022 to Ohio State. And look what happened. This week he committed to the Buckeyes. Your thoughts on your prediction coming true? Well, Ohio State had been the team to beat for a long time. I waited to put my pick in around the time I, I, I felt good that it, it was going to happen. Um, you know, like we talked about with Dasan before, Ohio State, when they're recruiting nationally, it's about making sure that they're taking the absolute best guy at, at each position and then doing their comparisons of, of prospects and, and making sure, hey, this is the top safety, this is the top linebacker, this is the top running back, what have you. This early in the cycle, that they're taking a guy, they want to be sure that it's an elite guy. And, and so uh, Desan McCullough is a guy that Al Washington was all in on, uh, did a terrific job. Uh, did a better job than any other, other college coach recruiting him, and he had over 40 offers uh, and built that trust. And um, the kids from Ohio, uh, so those ties certainly help. Uh, but I think it had more to do with the program uh, and its track record of player development and then the, the relationships with Al Washington, Kerry Combs, and, of course, Coach Day that, that put Ohio State over the top. And, you know, Desan McCullough, six foot five, 220 pounds, uh, and, and one of the more athletic guys in the class, regardless of position. There's a ton of potential here. He's going to play Sam Backer, or that's the, the plan coming in uh, at Ohio State, a guy that can cover. Uh, but he's also a, a guy that in the last year or so has put a lot of emphasis on working on, on becoming a better pass rusher. I think that the ceiling is incredibly high for him. Uh, he's a guy that, that if it comes together for him, uh, will have an opportunity to impact uh, the game from a number of different ways, uh, uh, certainly his last two years in high school, uh, but then at Ohio State, a coach's kid. As you all know, his dad's the running backs coach uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. His dad was a running backs coach at Indiana, and Indiana had a lot of really good running backs that you all played against uh, um, uh, over the last uh, decade. And, and so a really terrific football coach. Uh, and, and his son, he's got an older son, Dylan McCullough, who's at Miami, Ohio. Now he's got one at Ohio State. And then Desan's got a younger brother, 2023 corner, uh, Day McCullough, who's in the uh, first, the initial top 100, top 247 for 2023 class we dropped on Wednesday. Ohio State will have a shot there. Um, Michigan and Indiana are two schools that are doing a great job early with with Dave McCullough. But uh, Desan uh, will also be a great peer recruiter, uh, a guy that uh, will be at the forefront of this class recruiting others to, to join. And Ohio State is the number two class very early in 2022, and, and they seem to be trending with a lot of other guys. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more recruiting optimism. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. We are back 
We are talking trends. When Steve is the first to give you a crystal ball on a prospect, that's a good thing. Which brings me to Keonta Goodwin. Indiana native, it looks like, but may attend school across the border. Needless to say, arguably one of the more impressive physical makeups I have ever seen when reading an article. Can you bring us up to speed on Goodwin, who you have crystal balled to the good guys? Yeah, Keonta Goodwin, who's from the Louisville area, uh, but now lives in southern Indiana, right across the border in Charlestown, Indiana, where he'll play his junior season. I've known him since the eighth grade. Uh, he works out at the Aspirations facility in Louisville, where Rondell Moore and Wondell Robinson and several others uh, have gotten in their work. And all those guys that go to Aspirations seem to lay down terrific testing numbers uh, when you look back at the opening regionals and, and places like that. Um, Keontae Goodwin um, is a guy that the founder there, Chris, Chris Vaughn, took under his wing early. And I met him, and he was 425 pounds in the eighth grade. I mean, he was a massive young man that I honestly was a little skeptical of him blossoming into a national recruit. Uh, obviously, he was, you know, he already had offers. Um, I don't think any of them were takes, though. And even Chris and I laughed about that last week. Um, so I didn't really know what his future was going to be, but I've never seen a transformation like this. So now he's. He's 6'8", 315 pounds. He got under 300 pounds a few months ago. That was his goal. Just completely changing his diet, working out often. Um, he, he weighed 299 pounds. That was the lightest he'd been since he was 11 years old, I think they told me. Um, and, and, but, but Chris has really put together uh, not only a terrific training plan for, for Keonta, but they also have, have put out videos of him in workouts where you can see the way he moves, you can see the flexibility, you can see the strength. I mean, he benching 405 pounds three times, benching 225, I think it was 29 times. They get him on a clock running. Uh, they get him on a clock doing a pro agility. Um, so the last, the last piece will be seeing him this fall, uh, which he's going to have to sit out the first couple games because of the transfer deal. Uh, but um, hopefully by the time he's ready to play, we're still playing high school football in Indiana and, and I really think it's going to translate. And if it does, he has a chance to, to really be one of the top-ranked offensive tackles in this class. Ohio State offered last week. That's the team he grew up rooting for. That's the one to beat, uh, talking to the people around him and talking to Keontae. I mean, he's certainly going to go through the process and, and do his due diligence. But Ohio State comes into this recruitment with the upper hand. And, uh, you know, we'll see what he does on the field this fall. And, and if he looks great, these schools are going to push, and, and the Buckeyes will have the edge in the beginning. Let's finish with this. 24-7 Sports has released its initial class of 2023 rankings. It coincides with some crystal balls that came out last week for Brennan Vernon of Mentor, defensive end to go to Ohio State. Rankings come out. He's number nine. You've spoken to him. Let us know what you think. Man, I talked to Brennan Vernon yesterday for the first time, and he leaves an impression on you. I mean, he is an incredibly confident yet humble young man who just has a ton of juice to him and, and I just had fun just had fun you know talking to him for for 10 minutes or so his mom's a teacher his dad works for the city of Mentor um, and uh, um, he's the youngest of three three kids um, but he he's uh, 
he's a kid that uh, Ohio State fans or wherever he goes, they're going to like a lot. Uh, just has a great energy about him. And, uh, you know, talking to his coach, his coach just talked about a relentless nonstop motor. You get that sense in 10 minutes talking to him that that's the kind of player he is. It's hard to describe sometimes when you talk to these guys. And, hell, when you talk to these young kids, sometimes, like, you can see these kids grow up before your eyes uh, when you're talking to them. Some of these kids that are starting to, you know, get offers as a sophomore, they're obviously not as polished at 15 years old when you're talking to them, and they're maybe even a little nervous, or they're just, you know, they're they're young. I mean, Brennan Vernon's already mature, <laughs> and uh, um, his mentality and, and the way he competes um, and, and, and just how appreciative he is of all of this. Um, but it, it, it's, it, it's more of a, he's, the, all the success that's coming his way is, is, is fuel for him where for, a, I shouldn't say a lot, but for, for some of these guys, it, 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 it makes them become complacent. Uh, I think for, for Brennan Vernon, it's only going to make him go after it even more as a sophomore behind Ohio state was the offer he's always been working for. He said that to me yesterday. I mean, he teared up when he got offered. How awesome is that uh, uh, to have that kind of raw emotion um, uh, when when something like that happens? Um, he's certainly going to go through the process. And, and, and Alabama, LSU, Clemson are programs he hopes to hear from. But the Buckeyes, you know, uh, was was the school he grew up rooting for, and his family grew up rooting for, and. I mean, all signs point to him ultimately being a Buckeye, but we'll see where his process takes him. But whoever gets him is getting a kid with great energy and, and just tremendous upside. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Zach Harrison, Jack Sawyer, Brennan Vernon. We will take it. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you in the front row. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.